You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today I'm joined by Pastor Matt. Hello. And a special guest, Mike Dominic. How's it going? Woohoo! <laughs> so we're excited to be continuing in our testimony series um, that we're doing this summer. I don't know if everybody's gotten a chance to get to know Mike and Steph here in the congregation, uh, but I just thought he might have an interesting story for us. Um, spoiler alert, we did go to high school together, right? Yeah, you're just one year... I'm one year behind you in high school. I graduated yeah, in 99. So is older than you. A little bit. A little yeah. bit older than me. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of young for my grade, too. So, Were you? Yeah. Okay. So okay. then you're even extra old. Yes. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Good <laughs> to okay know. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Good that. Good to know. <laughs> um, what is funny is that as soon as Mike walks into Matt's office where we record, typically, <laughs> Matt's already talking movies. With him. Well, to be fair, I was already talking movies with him because he's wearing a shirt that references one of the great martial arts films of the 80s, Bloodsport, with John claude I don't Van think I've Dan. seen it. Definitely um, top three. Definitely yeah, top three. Yeah, right? I mean, it's it's tough. There's a lot. You yeah. got all the Michael Dudikoff, the American yeah. Ninja. Yeah. Um, you got Bloodsport. Um, I, I don't know what else would you throw in there. I didn't watch a lot of movies when I was a kid, so is Home Alone one of the top three movies there? I watched that a lot when okay. I was a kid. All right, to be, to be fair, I said kung fu movies. Okay, that is true. Like, that I'm is true. I'm not going to put it in my top three yeah, 80s yeah, movies. That's, like, I would never go that far. Yeah, that's definitely, that's more like MMA or like yeah, freestyle yeah, fighting or something. So, yeah. so, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm glad we clarified that because... Yeah. Because there's no way it's above like the Three Amigos or yeah, yeah. Like, the Blues Brothers or anything like that. I have seen the Blues Brothers. Okay, three Amigos, good. you lost me. Oh, well, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> well, this is just like a staff meeting now because we've gotten our pre-meeting movie, movie talk mm-hmm. over yeah. with mm-hmm. and this out is... of the way. So here we go. <laughs> M- movies are my love language, right? So that's <laughs> yeah. how yeah. that's how yeah. I connect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. you just fit right in, Mike. Yeah, well, they said I haven't seen very many movies. So. <laughs> that's right. You just have to be able to talk about them. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so why don't we start off by you just telling us a little bit more about yourself and your family. Uh, let's see. Uh, me and my wife... Our members here at Blessed Hope, her name's Stephanie. Um, let's see, we have three kids together. Um, we are kind of a blended family, so I brought two kids to the family, Jordan, who is almost 20, and Justice, who just turned 17 today. I don't know if oh, I should say exciting. that because I don't know when this will air. Oh, well, that's okay. So today's her birthday, birthday. Yeah. so she just turned 17. And then uh, Stephanie had one daughter, uh, Emma, and she's 16. So, do you have big birthday plans for tonight? You know, we're just doing like a little steak grill out with the family Ooh, and nice. just kind of yeah. cupcakes and It'll be present fun. opening, just generic kind of. Yeah. I don't know, that's pretty small good stuff. birthday stuff, yeah. So I should send David and Scott by in the golf cart. And yeah, if you if you want to, they may not be back for a while, but if you want to, we'll feed them, send them over, we'll feed them and send them back. Too funny. Um, how did you get connected with Blessed Hope? Uh, let's see. I think our initial connection uh, came through the youth program, actually. Oh, cool. So shout out to Shauna and the nice. youth program. But um, Emma moved to town and was just kind of looking for some activities to do. Let's see. She was in fifth grade. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just kind of the perfect age to come to youth group and hang out. And 
she wanted to come to a service, you know, because I, I think actually in her mind it was kind of like, youth group is so fun, service must be even funner, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, right? I, I think, um, you know, she no just kind of, she kind of <laughs> wanted to come check it out. And so uh, that's how we ended up here. That's cool. So you are from Vinton, you, you grew up here? Yep, let's yep. see. I just heard my mom tell somebody the other day she's been in Vinton for 35 years. Oh, so. okay. Cool. Fairly young when we moved here, but mm-hmm. yeah, so about 35 years in Vinton. Okay. A little bit away from Vinton, but not very much. Sure. Do you work in town? No, I work in Cedar Rapids mostly, but okay. uh, just work out of the local union, the local electrical union in Cedar Rapids. So. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, <coughs> why don't you um, tell us how Jesus changed your life? Well, let's see. Uh, I kind of have some notes here. Let me get them up. Um, you know, I guess just to, I suppose, start at the beginning, great place to start, place right? To start. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, my mom has always been a Christian and very devout and, um, has just always been an amazing example of what a Christian's supposed to be. And, um, she just has a real spirit of grace and a real spirit of love. And, you know, I mean, I suppose everybody probably thinks that about their mom, but, <laughs> You know, I, I, I was blessed oh, to have I a very, yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, I hope everybody thinks that about their mom. And I was blessed to, to have a mom like that, that I can, can revere like that and, and was very faithful. Um, so we went to, when I was a kid, we went to, um, I don't even remember the name of it. It was a Baptist church there by the Old West School. Mm-hmm. So for my lifetime yeah. vintners, that's kind of the... It's a faith-independent Baptist church. Is that what it is now? Yes. I didn't even know it's if it was It's what it is still... now. I don't know what it was then, but that's what yep. it is now. So uh, we went there until, oh, maybe I was probably about 12 or 13 when we stopped going there. And honestly, I don't even remember why we stopped going. I, I remember going to Sunday school a lot, um, but I don't. Maybe sleeping in the pews. <laughs> Something like that, but uh, my poor mom, me and my brother were such That's terrorizers. That's in the ear. Yeah, <laughs> I think my mom was just happy to have us in there and happy yeah. that they were letting me and my brother come back in. Like, we weren't exactly the greatest kids, and, and awesome. you know, it left left alone, we were always up to no good. So uh, they were a, a fairly gracious community and just let us, you know, be not kids. let us, but let us be kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. So then after that. Um, you know, just as a youth, some trials that I went through, um, my dad kind of left our family when I was real young. So um, on top of having these two boys that are causing a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. you know, my mom is a single mom. So that adds a little bit of extra element to it. And, you know, kind of later on in life, I find out that being a single parent's not as easy as, yeah. as you know, as Been these, these really too. strong single parents make it look, you know, mm-hmm. some of the really good ones make it look so easy and, and it's not, you know, it, it's a, it's a struggle. So yeah. anyhow, I suppose, you know, maybe 13 or 14 years old, I kind of start to go down. Uh, maybe what's Beth described as like a path of destruction. You know, I just okay. start, um, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with heavy abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of anger turns to self-reliance, turns to self-satisfaction pretty yeah. easily. And um, so, <clears throat> you know, at a very young age, I started doing, uh, I started doing drugs at a young age. I probably, 
started smoking marijuana when I was like 13 Mm -hmm. and had, had graduated past that probably by the time I was 15. So I had a, a fairly, uh, loose discipline system at our house, you know, again, single mom to mm-hmm. basically adult size males. It's hard to control. Yeah. Right. So, yep. um, you know, and through that whole process, God, God did pour some grace out on me. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I, I, I probably had some type of like childlike conversion or, or, Maybe I got baptized somewhere through that process mm-hmm. or something, but it certainly wasn't like a uh, a surrendering or a full progression right. of faith. More of a like a in your head <clears throat> knowledge versus like it didn't make that connection. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Knew God in my head, knew, knew who God was, knew that God was real, knew that God existed, and and that kind of made it worse from sure. that moment on I because bet it did. Yeah, yeah, instead of being a ignorant or naive I was a rejecter mm-hmm. you know what I mean I was beyond just ignorant because I had grown up knowing who God was again my mom is extremely loving so she's showing me the character of God every single day in the way she lives she's dedicated to spiritual disciplines and so you I would see that a lot you know so which is good which is which I thank her for that so, so during that time of your life I mean it would be fair to say it sounds like that you were just in rebellion Full blown rebellion. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, and that's. Yeah. I think a lot of people find themselves like they know mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. they know, mm-hmm. and, and they don't argue with whether God's right. real or not. Of course, He is. You mm-hmm. look around, but mm-hmm. but man, like yeah. just I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. The thing, I mean, you know, when you know the truth, you only have a couple ways to deal with it. It's <laughs> it's violate it and be guilty or rewrite the rules, mm-hmm. right? And so that's Ooh, what that's I was good. doing. I'm just mm-hmm. rewriting the rules mm-hmm. all the time and and trying to ignore the guilt as much as possible. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and, and I think that's why a lot of people get stuck in addiction mm-hmm. is trying to avoid Definitely. the guilt as much Definitely. as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that self-reliance turning into self-satisfaction and, and, um, you know, it's like, uh, it, it, it it's, it feels good. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, what does Matt always yeah. say? If you're not having fun while you're sinning, you're That's doing right. it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <love> absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it, it, there's a reason mm-hmm. it's attractive. A- absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a snare and it's awful, but but it gets you for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and the the brilliance of God with the way that he's he's instilled a conscience into us into us is that he also put the kind of that thermometer of guilt in there so you know when that that conscience is boiling because Mm -hmm. your thermometer of guilt is is through the roof so Mm -hmm. again that's why instead of dealing with that i just rewrote my own rules and went to just full-blown self-satisfaction and and self-reliance which are terrible places to be if you want to be satisfied or reliable so Funny how that works. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. So anyhow, let's see. You know, then I graduated high school. Um, You know, I have found at this point, of course, that, you know, drugs, alcohol, um, you know, I'm starting to like the shape of girls better than the shape of Noah's Ark. So I have fully rejected. <laughs> shout out to Ray Comfort. So I have fully that rejected. Nice. I've fully rejected everything. And it's not more than rejection. I mean, I'm um, 
I'm not an atheist. I'm probably more like an anti-theist at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I meet Justice's mom, Jordan and Justice's mom. I get married. Um, We start to kind of build a family. She's got a kid already, Jordan. And um, then we have a kid together, Justice. And, you know, same kind of problems start to creep up. I'm not really, you know, I'm off drugs at this point. I'm probably about 24, 25 years old. I've... Uh, you know, cleaned my act up as far as that goes. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I think probably in that case, I just have seen too many failures with drugs. And, you know, the fun stage of that is way over and the reality stage of it is setting in on a lot of people I know. So <clears throat> a lot of them are starting to fall down this really destructive path. And so I kind of got out of drugs and, mm-hmm. you know, but just as destructive as is anger and abandonment issues and then those those self-satisfaction self-reliance so um that marriage was doomed for failure Mm -hmm. you know i I look back now and i realize broken person plus broken person equals broken marriage right so unless i can add jesus into that equation the the equal sign on the other side of its failure a hundred percent of the time you know so um just doomed for failure and after we got divorced uh, through a series of circumstances. This is how I ended up with both of the girls by myself. Mm-hmm. So now I'm a single dad. I got both girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to raise kids. I don't know how to raise girls. Do that's for sure. I, f- I feel like now I would do <laughs> such a good job. You know, it's like hindsight's twenty yeah. twenty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But uh, maybe that's why, like, grandparents are so wise. Yeah. You you know how to raise them as soon as they're gone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, God, I'm so close. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to be very enlightened here over the next couple of years, hopefully. Uh, So anyhow, just single and, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a bad spot emotionally. I've, you know, gone through this divorce, which is, is terribly difficult for anybody who's been through one. Even if both parties are cordial with each other, even if both parties are mutually in agreement, it still is a very difficult time. You know, the, the rejection's terrible. And um, so now I'm back to really overindulging myself in self-satisfaction again. I'm not really into drugs or anything like that, but just, just excessive debauchery and just things that, when I look back, I think how much I must have hurt people through mm-hmm, that process sure. and, and hurt myself a lot too. But, mm-hmm. but nobody go, thinks about that when they're, nobody feels guilty about hurting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel guilty about hurting other people. Yeah. And, and a lot of these things for me, the drugs, the anger, the debauchery are all points of shame for me now, you know, and, and not so much shame because Obviously, I've been relieved from quite a lot of the shame that I feel in my life, but there are points where I look back and it was it would be difficult for me to see God's plan in those moments, in the moment. Now I look back and I can justify that as being part of God's plan, but in the moment, you know, if, if you're already an anti-theistic rejecter of God, as bad things start to pile up in your life, you're blaming. And as good things start to happen, you're thanking yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So 
I finally get to a point socially where I'm saying to myself, that's it. I'm done. I can't, I can't go out and be around people. Too much letdown, too much disappointment. So I've said things to myself at this point. These are some of my biggest points of shame, but I'll never make another friend. I remember saying that so many times to myself that it was, it was a credo. It was like the motto of my life at that point, you know. I'll never go out on another date. I do not want to be relied on, right? That's self-reliance. Mm-hmm. I know I can trust myself. That was a lie. <laughs> but I, I didn't want anybody else to have to rely on me because I already had a tremendous amount of responsibility with the girls and the amount of reliance they had on me, which I was more than willing to do and did that out of love for them. Mm-hmm. But in my own mind, in my own heart, I was rejecting of society. I didn't want to be a part of that. So I still had a few friends that I'd known for, you know, like your, like your lifetime buddies, your high school buddies, right? And um, one of them was uh, on like an online dating app and he met a girl and they were hitting it off and they'd been dating two or three months. And she had a friend that was single and she was trying to fix her friend up with me and my friend was trying to Mm -hmm. fix me up with her so after much reluctance i said all right i will go out on a date with what happened to be my future wife stephanie (laughs) so we got set up on a blind date by some friends of ours Mm -hmm. and um you know not seeing it at the time but now that i understand god's grace that was like a wow moment for me, you know, Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like the, the, uh, I'm setting you up for success now, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's time, it's time, you know? So, um, and, uh, just, you know, I mean, if you know, Stephanie, her personality, she's very sweet. She's very loving. She's very patient. Yeah. It sounds like she's the antithesis of who you were at that time. Yes. 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 So like opposites attract. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was so unattractive that it took like the exact opposite of what I was to, to, to end up working out. So, um, during that time, just a quick note in the middle and this would be just kind of to anybody who has that little moment of conviction. I think David talked about this last week where somebody gets put on your heart and you say to yourself, I should just reach out to that person for whatever reason it is. Whatever triggered you to do it, just embrace those moments because this is maybe a year before I met Stephanie. I was on Facebook or whatever the social media was at the time that I was on and I said, um, I made a derogatory comment, comment about God. Now, again, at this point, I'm not just an atheist. I'm a, I'm a full-blown uh, angry at God, mm-hmm. okay? And, um, you know, Maria Davis reached out to me in a direct message and mm-hmm. said, hey, you know, I don't have all the answers, but if you want to talk, I'm willing to talk. And I thought, I, I, I sort of know you from high school. I mean, I'm around town. You know everybody around town. But I remember the conviction of that moment was so strong on me that I was, like, immediately ashamed. I immediately took down the post, 
and was like, well, why did I even do that? You know? And then just, you kind of go on with your life, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward, Emma starts going to youth group. Wait, did you meet with Maria? No, with her? no. Okay. Oh no, of course okay. not. I was too ashamed. Okay. Oh, I was way too ashamed. Okay. Yeah, I was way too ashamed. Go Maria. And right. t- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Maria. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so then later on, now fast forward, Emma is moved into town and she wants to go to youth group. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> one of the people that is just really reaching out to Emma and helping her have an easier time being accepted into the community mm-hmm. is Maria. Uh-huh. And so she comes how, home. How long ago was this, do you think? This was probably three years ago, okay. I'm going to guess. Okay. I mean, just a rough timeline. So she comes home and she's like, do you know this lady? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And so, and so again, what, and what was my first thought was that moment of conviction. Yeah, no, that moment of conviction. Yeah. And it wasn't even like I was, I was, I had no resentment towards her at all. You know, no. I, yeah. I, absolutely not. I was like, mm-hmm. just thinking to myself, like, wow, what a, you know, at the time I believed in coincidences. What a coincidence that mm-hmm. this would all happen yeah. like this. Right. So now I'm starting to open my mind a little bit, uh, the, t- the smallest possible amount, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 99.9% committed to militant anti-theist, <laughs> right? I, I, and I mean, I, it's beyond that. I, I enjoy just, I don't know why, I enjoy like studying philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as an anti-theist, philosophy is... It's the best alternative. It's a double-edged sword, though, because it's great because it gives you the illusion of meaning until you get deep down into it. And then it. it's hopeless. And it's hopelessness. Yes. It absolutely is. And, mm-hmm. and the people that have taken philosophy, uh, let's say nihilism or something like that, to its full fruition would be like like a Mitch Heisman. That's dark. It is a terrible thing. So if anybody has any desire to see the fullest, you know, uh, what what atheist philosophy ultimately goes to, to the most brilliant people, he's a great example, yeah. Mitch Heisman. So anyhow, um, so I'm on that path. You know, I'm, I'm um, just in my... I don't know what, what the proper term is, recreational research. I'm doing, <laughs> looking into philosophy. I'm reading philosophy books. Um, and so, so I definitely knew about theology. Yeah, I knew about theology, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew that. And obviously I have this hole that I'm looking to fill. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we end up here. Emma convinces us to come. Emma, staff, shout out to Emma. The girls, yeah, shout out to Emma. Yep. So she convinces us to come and... You know, I'm defensive. Let's say a good phrase to use was, maybe I had a hardened heart. Mm-hmm. So I sit down in the pew, and uh, Matt probably doesn't really fully understand this, but sometimes Matt is talking directly to you, but he I, doesn't know it. Yes. Okay? He's just putting the message out there. Mm-hmm. He's hoping that it penetrates your heart. And you're like... Yes, right? <laughs> slumping down in the, yeah, you're like slumping down in the pews, right? Why does he keep looking at me? That type of thing, right? He's not looking at you. Right, He's just scanning the room. It. He's scanning the room, right? I'm like, that was on purpose. Right, right, right. <laughs> Did he talk to me before this? Anyhow, so, um, you know, um, on that day, the Holy Spirit seen fit to put me in the room with a, with a hardened heart. And the message was specifically about having a hardened heart. Wow. 
So um, I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where it's kind of difficult to ignore uh, God. He's knocking on the door. He's he's he's. I, I cannot remember I'm, when yeah, it I'm was to remember your the exact time. date. Okay. Um, but I, you know, this may this next part may kind of go to that okay. timeline. But so then, in the interest of justifying not coming back, I'm trying to figure out what my next excuse will be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Watching yeah, your hair? yeah, yeah. No, well, you know, hard heart. Oh yeah, of course, everybody's got a hard heart, right? <laughs> Um, but the church, you know, they're such hypocrites. Yep. They are, they appear to be one thing, mm-hmm. but then when you get down to it, they end up being another thing. And I got, I got a whole bunch of, you know, what a good term might be as church hurt. And so they convinced me to come back the next Sunday and the series starts and it's about church hurt. Okay. And I said, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I think... God might be trying to tell me something. I, I'm just gonna, That's you know, amazing. I'm reading books anyway. I'm looking into these different philosophies. Uh-huh. Let's just check check theology out. Yeah, you know, sure. I'm not. I'm curious what, what Steph, where Steph was at with all of this. I don't. You know, I think she was very receptive. Okay. But you know the the beauty of the opposites attract thing is that I'm very analytical, and Stephanie has a very. Um, a slightly more spiritual, but a, a more like a feelings-based approach. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where for her, it's, um, you know, she she will indulge herself in the, the knowledge, the brain knowledge part, but the heart position part is is definitely something that comes easier to her than it does to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's see. We're starting. Now I'm like, well, let's look into it. Let's start to come back, you know. So now we kind of move forward to, I, I can't really say that as I'm researching Christianity, re, sorry, reading the Bible, I bre- make it through that, breeze through it, sorry, that's not the good term, but um, <laughs> because it's not really a breeze through, but you know, I read that and then, and I'm, I'm still full of questions, obviously, but um, I'm feeling a strong conviction and ultimately you could read the Bible a hundred times, but you know, step one, porn spirit, right? At some point I have to realize that this is a necessity, mm-hmm. you know, I, and as I start to reflect back on some of the things, the drugs, the, the debauchery, the self-satisfaction, the self-reliance, I start to realize that all that stuff is kind of in search of uh, what, what is a hole in my heart? You know what I mean? I'm trying to fill the hole in my heart there. And I start to realize that if I was to be given what I deserve for what I've done, um, it's not going to be a very, a very happy eternity for me, you know? And I start to realize that there's only one way for it to get turned around. And, and my, explorations into self-reliance have taught me that it's not through my doing. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've let myself down so many times at this point. And I, and honestly, even at that point, I'm in a relationship with Stephanie and it's starting to get back to the broken plus broken equals failed. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's going good and we're happy, but the, the old, or the old person, the person it, that I am at that point is 
starting to creep back in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm starting to get exhausted with people relying on me essentially. So, uh, you know, I couldn't really say specifically that I had a conversion moment. Okay. Did I say a prayer? Yes. Um, but it's like this, you know, like if you're just to the married people, when was the moment when you started loving your spouse? You know what I mean? Was it the proclamation Mm -hmm. or did it happen Mm -hmm. somewhere unbeknownst to you? They were so irresistible that you you just fell in love with them, and you didn't know that you fell in love with them. So, yes. oh, you, that's such a good ex- yeah ex- yeah like that conversion yeah. moment just never happened for me. Yep. Yeah. Same. It, it, Same. There was never Fine. a moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It so, um, so yes, yes. Pastor Lowell came over. Yes, everything he said made perfect sense mm-hmm. to me. Yes, we prayed. He is extremely encouraging if you get a chance to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. He will have you so built up in a five-minute <laughs> conversation that, you know, I mean, he's just such oh, an amazing person. That's awesome. Um, and so we, we did all that. Um, we did that on, so let's say that if I was going to put a pin on the calendar, mm-hmm. um, March 17th, 2021, that was the day that Lowell came over. Mm-hmm. That was the day that Stephanie and I both, mm-hmm. You know, made a proclamation of salvation, but of course the heart position had already changed at that point. And, um, and so uh, then very shortly after that, you know, Matt baptized us uh, mm-hmm. and the whole family at the same time. It, and it was kind of unique the way things were happening in our house. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, Stephanie was very receptive. Her heart was open. Mm-hmm. The girls, Emma never stopped going to youth group. And then when... Um, the teenage youth group started. Megan Hessen mm-hmm. started a, mm-hmm. a girls youth group. And um, just, you know, through a, we, we didn't really prod the girls or anything, but, you know, just they, they had an open heart to it. And um, so we all um, have changed our heart position, the whole family. You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's obvious in our day to day life, and it's obvious in in what we're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, and and that was um, that's incredible. <laughs> thank you, thank I, you. I remember, uh, and and what's incredible about that too is is the timing, and right, God's timing mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, sometimes it feels wonky. Yeah, right, because just as you guys started coming and started being plugged mm-hmm. in, and then oh, it's COVID. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, I mean, things are shut down yeah. and. Uh, but even even then, I, I think by the time that happened, like you know, God had gotten a hold of you enough for you to know, yeah. hey, I, I, mm-hmm. there's something, mm-hmm. there, there's something to Him. And mm-hmm. um, I remember uh, we were out at um, uh, Dunkles. Mm-hmm. We were out at the Dunkles house. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, yep. Cleaning yep. up after the derecho, yep. um, and uh, um, I think you and I and and maybe Nate Stallheim or somebody mm-hmm. else sitting mm-hmm. around, and and we were supposed to be working and. Um, we were just having, having talk about theology Mm -hmm, and just, mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. all of that. And, and and I remember, I think that was the first time you and I had real deep conversation. I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember thinking like, like there's, there's a guy who, who is interested, right? Like I I didn't know for sure where you were at in that moment, but, but that, you know, you've got a, Mm -hmm. 
you've got an ability to think about mm-hmm. this stuff mm-hmm. deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so that was a, that was a fun conversation for me. And mm-hmm. then to see how that's played out since then. Yeah. Yeah. Been, yeah. Yeah. It definitely for me was not a moment where I was like, that feeling just overwhelmed yeah. me. And so now I'm going to accept Jesus into my heart. It was, it was definitely not that yeah. it was a buildup. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I had to, you know, intellectually talk myself into yeah. it first. And, and then, well, obviously you, if you're over here, quoting Ray comfort, you, you, you've had to, you've had to do your, your work. I love that you did your homework. He's though. the funnest one. Anyway, yeah. Like, have you ever read the case for Christ or watched that I don't movie? Think I, I, I feel like have. he would I, I kind of like, like sure. have, no. enjoy that. Yeah. Read the yeah. book. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, probably more up my alley. Books are yeah. better than movies. Yeah. 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 Um, and I love movies, but books are still. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm listening to your story and you know, I mean, obviously, Obviously, there's a reason that it's a parable and there's a reason Jesus mm-hmm. shares it because mm-hmm. it's it, it's a picture of what many of us go through. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us go through on a spiritual level and many of us on an actual physical level. But but your story kind of maps, you know, I'm thinking about the prodigal son mm-hmm. and, and this, yeah. this yeah. I'm, I'm off to a distant country. Yeah. Right. And, and living in, in, in a way that satisfies mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. with no regard and, right. and it builds and it builds yeah. and what used to satisfy doesn't satisfy mm-hmm. anymore. And God sends at just the right time mm-hmm. those alarms. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and whether it's whether it's Maria or whether mm-hmm. it's a friend that introduces you to Stephanie or it's right. um, Emma. Emma getting right. back in town yeah. and, and getting involved in youth group. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those things are just God sending alarms. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't he so uh, gracious? Yeah, yeah, the, time, the awesome. timing's incredible, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's like looking at a, a puzzle before it's put together and the pieces mm-hmm. look so jumbled yeah. up yeah. to me. And God's but it got makes the, sense afterwards. Yeah, he's yeah. got the solution right yeah. there on the box mm-hmm. and he's putting it together as he goes, so... Yeah, I kind of have just like a list of little encouragements here at the end, but prodigals was one of them. I mean, mm-hmm. like I was saying about my mom, her her diligence, her steadfast fortitude, her love, her grace, um, you know, just the way she treated people, but the constant prayer, the yeah. persistent prayer, um, you know, very few, you know, these little moments where God reveals himself to me, but um, answered prayers is, is one where, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think if you were to ask my mom, she would say they're very, very real. And yeah. like you said, God has a will of plan, but his will of desire is that everybody mm-hmm. be part of that plan. So. And isn't that encouraging as a mm-hmm. parent? Yeah. To yes. Know that the prayers that you're speaking yes. for your kids, like yeah. God was faithful to mm-hmm. our parents. And so, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you look, look at that proverb, right? Train your children in the way they should mm-hmm. go. And when they're older, they'll return to it. Mm-hmm. And that's not a promise, right? But it's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the heart of God that this is true. And so, man, if that's the heart of God, like I'm going to take a lot of solace and, and comfort in that. And and I imagine that your mom did too. And probably yeah. some sleepless nights yeah. Uh, yeah. just agonizing yeah. in yeah. prayer. And that, that, hey, I taught him. Um, yeah, and it's unfortunate. Against his I, will, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's going to return to it. It's unfortunate I put her in that position. But, you know... Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, earlier it was why did, why did God put me into these positions? Not necessarily God, but I mean, I was making my own choices. Mm-hmm. Obviously, God's not going to make the choice to do drugs or right. the choice to put yourself in those and positions. And there are consequences but to those choices Absolutely, we make. Yeah. absolutely. But He will release you to your desires if yeah. that's what you're going to do. Then mm-hmm. that's what you're going to do. And and though and even that's still merciful. Yeah, because even though that seems like it's mm-hmm. Satan building a rock, a foundation on your works. Mm-hmm. In fact, when God takes you out of that, what he's done is taken, I could just use me for an example, somebody who is uh, 
fully devoted to not God Mm -hmm. and now gives that person a powerful testimonial Mm -hmm. that can reach people that a cradle Christian is not going to be able to reach. You know what I mean? If you're looking for somebody that you relate to, God has every single kind of person on his Mm -hmm. team. And some of the strongest ones are the ones that have that grimy story. uh, And you can look at the other side and go, (laughs) you know, I've Mm -hmm. been there. Yep. And and you you know what? I've been so far beyond where you are. Mm -hmm. And I found out over the years, I am not unique. You know, this is every single person. So the thought that I am unique in the fact that I've done so much bad stuff that God cannot, that is a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a lie that Satan's telling you to make it to where you don't come in here and find out that every single person is just like you are, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's so that's the beauty of it, right? When the church will just be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, they call it, you know, they're, oh, we're hypocrites, right? Because we, we say one thing and we practice another. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe sometimes, right? Right. But, right. but we're not trying to be hypocritical. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be honest. And, yeah. and we know what God wants and mm-hmm. we all struggle, right. you know? And, and we're not asking other people, at least collectively as a body. Individuals mm-hmm. might mess this up. But as a body, mm-hmm. we're not asking anybody to, to clean themselves up mm-hmm. any more than then we're focused on what we need to do right. uh, yeah. to get right. right with God than to help each other. And so, I mean, it really is, right. it, it really is a great testimony to that, mm-hmm. that when you were here, yeah. that people didn't pretend to be right. everything right. together <laughs> so mm-hmm. that it made you feel like, yeah, I can't be here. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, but, but no, I mean, that's what David mentioned it on Sunday, right? Yeah. Like no masks. We yeah. try really hard not right. to wear masks around right. here because we're all broken. Yeah. Right. But that's what right. I love about hearing each other's stories <laughs> because that's this is what unites us mm-hmm. is yeah. it's it's just so cool to hear. So I'm curious um just because I was someone who um came to to faith a little later mm-hmm. in life also um like how was it for you with the relationships with people who knew you in your former life Mm. because you know i have friends and family that we partied with and did all sorts of bad things (laughs) together Mm -hmm. and so but they're still in my life and now we're so different and it's just a really weird place to navigate now you're just the driver yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, l- lucky for me, I have this ability. It very rarely let it get awkward, right? So I'm, um, I, I don't try to dwell on that with people if they're doing things that I don't approve of. Mm-hmm. But we were, um, I was just talking with Pastor Lowell and uh, Ryan at group uh, Sunday. And one of the things was, you know, uh, don't look back. Right. And what is God asking you to give up? What is Jesus asking you to surrender? And the problem with not looking back is that it, 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 the issue that I have isn't so much that I'm looking back, but I'm getting a lot of taps on the shoulder. You know what I mean? So my old life isn't way down the road. Sure. Right. It's right there at where it used to be. So um, I, I think it works good and bad. Mm-hmm. It's good because it gives me an opportunity to spend time with that the type of person that needs needs to feel the mercy, that needs the grace. But um, it's bad in the way that, yes, I have had to cut some ties. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that, um, you know, Jesus has made such a dramatic change in my personality and in what I prioritize that it's not something I can hide, mm-hmm. you know. So, 
like I said, never going to make another friend again. It's hard to hide that. <laughs> Look at all your you know friends what I now. mean? Yeah, when you're trying to, <laughs> when you're when you're in such an amazing community, it's impossible yeah. to be like that, you know. Yeah. And then again, on that same note, that that is probably my biggest temptation because, to me, there there are, you know, the people aren't making the demands of your time or asking you to do stuff. It's Jesus. He wants you to be involved with the community, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's drawing on me to do things. Mm-hmm. And in my in the back of my mind, the temptation is the self-reliance is so easy. Why don't I just go kick back on the couch, you know what I mean? I don't need to, to go spend that time with faith in action, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much easier to just sit on the couch and go, oh, this is... Right? Now this is the life for me, you know. <laughs> in the air conditioning? Of course, but <laughs> you know what is being produced in you cannot be contained. It's like holding a beach ball under the water, you know. Mm-hmm. The the love, the joy, the peace. I mean, you're you're at peace with God, and a couple of years ago you were in strife with God. Tremendously different. Mm-hmm. You know, these are t- night and day to each other, so um yeah, it's a weird thing for people on the outside that don't understand. Definitely. Right? So you can you can only say this and have it be understood by people that are following mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is hard to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. but it is also so much better. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like yeah. like it sounds like they should contradict, mm-hmm. but they don't. And, and and that is that is a that is a gift of God's grace because it is a hard thing to do to follow Jesus well, but it is also never better than that. And and it, yeah, it, it just. You know, it's like back back then I thought, you know, I thought to myself, I'm doing everything I want to do mm-hmm. while I was in fact doing nothing that I wanted to do. <laughs> you know, everything I was doing was stuff that I didn't want to do. You know, it was just Yeah, you were like a kid without parental supervision fill the could hole. do whatever yep. they want. Yep. And it turns out mm-hmm. then while it all sounded mm-hmm. like a great idea, it just didn't really work. Right. Um I mean, I remember like my fantasy when I was when I was younger. We're going to talk about another movie. Um, like, <laughs> so, so Tom, Bingo. I knew there'd be another one. Tom Hanks in Big, right? I'm yes. like, like that would be awesome if all of a sudden I was an adult and I was making money and this had, what, but yet, like, like even in that, even in that yeah. fantasy where he's just an adult, like he hates it. Uh-huh. He hates it, uh-huh. and, and and of course he does, right? Yeah. Because because while it sounds awesome um, to be your own god. Mm-hmm. That's not who we are, right. and, and right. it doesn't work that way, yeah. and it yeah. doesn't satisfy, mm-hmm. and, and it's just yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I. Hmm. So, what is your what is your current relationship with God look like? Flourishing, flourishing, yeah. yeah. Um, it is. It's growing daily. It's. Uh, it is, the, it's transformed from the, feels like a burden to. Um, feels like a blessing. It, it's mm-hmm. it's such a important part of my life now that I I'm trying to think of what's second most important. You know, it's just right there at the top of the list of of um, focuses of my life now. You know, and never have I been in a position where I thought. Um, this is this is where I'm supposed to be, you know. Not blessed hope necessarily, well. but yeah, kingdom of God, <laughs> K- 
Kingdom of God. But yeah. we like you know Kingdom of God. Yeah, 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 and you know what? I like it here. <laughs> but I don't have a very good perspective on, on relativity. That's right. As far as that goes, <laughs> right? So As far as you know, we're the best church that's ever existed. The yeah. best one I've ever been to, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And I'll take best it. staff, best pastors, <laughs> best elders. But I do love that the church is part of your story. Yes, you know? like yes, that's definitely. That's the place that God mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. that's his plan A for us. Well, and, so. and I, you know, I, again, these are, these are, you know, coincidence? No, right? It's the providence of God mm-hmm. that Absolutely. puts these things in motion, mm-hmm. right? But, but I love it's, it's, uh, it's the faithfulness of, of somebody that loves Jesus to say, hey, I'll talk to you if you've got a yeah, question. Yeah. It's the faithfulness of, of, of a church to have thriving mm-hmm. youth programming mm-hmm. and, and to fund it and support it so that we can have people and then the volunteers to come alongside of it um, and, and to, to reach out and minister mm-hmm. well to, to your daughter and then mm-hmm. the, the faithfulness of, of her even to say, you know what, like... I mean, man, talk about a bait and switch. Let's go to church. Yeah, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, if but, you catch her at church now, she does not look that excited. Oh, oh I've noticed. Uh, but shout but, out to Emma. But, but darn it. Um, but but I just just the way that all of that comes together yeah. in God's providence, and then you know for Lowell to to just have a, a you know a. Uh, uh, an honest dialogue about hey where are you at with your faith yeah. right that's that's a question so many people will avoid mm-hmm. yeah. um, they're like oh you've been coming to church you must be all good you must be right. fine as yeah. opposed to saying no let's have it let's have a serious yes. conversation about you know are you are you all in and like all of that is just um, in God's mm-hmm. providence is so good and it is mm-hmm. a great example of the church working together um to do through the ministry individuals and through yeah programs yeah like that just, to, to just do the ministry to yeah. draw people to jesus mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it's it's a great picture of that because you know if you imagine what we're you, you know what what every church is trying to do mm-hmm. is replicate that yes. yeah, yeah, on yeah. a broad broad yeah. scale mm-hmm. uh, because that's what this is about is 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 getting people to the foot of the cross so that they yeah. can surrender their lives find find eternal fulfillment mm-hmm. and joy in this life mm-hmm. and and be part of the kingdom and the mission and so it, it's yeah. awesome it's yeah. what would you say um what attribute of god is the most meaningful to you um the the fatherhood the adoption mm-hmm. the um I, I can't really i guess that's not an attribute of god but that is the thing about about the the uh, about being a Christian that I cherish the most is mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I don't have a, a father relationship. So mm-hmm. um, to have a father, to um, to model myself as a father mm-hmm. after him, to um, just be able to think to myself, you know, like the prodigal son example, the dad is thrilled when the son comes back, yeah. right? And he has betrayed his dad so terribly, yes. mm-hmm. right? But a real father will always accept one of his children back. Mm-hmm. So that part is yeah. is so wholly comforting yep. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so countercultural. So really. countercultural. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, well, as we wrap up here, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Or no, I don't you think could, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how can we be praying for you guys? I would say, let's see, um, just continued growth of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, for us, the best way to pray for us is probably to pray for this community. Just uh, that the community builders keep building, that the the ones that have done all the building over these years that's gotten us into this position um, understand the gratitude we have for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we get it. it. It's tough, you know. And we're so thankful that this community is available for anybody, anytime. So inviting, so welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, I'd encourage anybody if they have any questions for me outside of you know this interview or or they know somebody that is a prodigal for them that they feel like maybe it's difficult for uh like i said like a cradle christian to Mm -hmm. um connect with them i would be happy to spend some time uh some time with them Mm -hmm. you know let them listen to my story just letting them know that there's people out there that are just like them that you know the the grace of god the mercy of god is Mm -hmm. is definitely you know, I, I deserve the justice of God. And instead, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten the mercy of God. So absolutely, this has been so wonderful. Thank yeah. you. I have really enjoyed mm-hmm. this and yeah. it's been fun getting to know you and I'm just really encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks Good. for, thanks yeah. for, uh, just opening up about those things. Yeah. And yeah thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for listening.